0: Hello and welcome to Light Warrior Radio. My name is Dr. Karen Can, and I'm the number one best-selling author of the book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And I would love to gift you my three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. It's called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide and you can get it at sensitivesoulguide.com. And uh, for all of you that are new to this podcast, welcome, welcome. So um, I love to help highly sensitive souls really harness their gifts and really be able to um, use their intuition and to heal better and to manifest more of their dreams. Now, today I have a very special guest. It's actually my very own mentor, uh, Marcus Bird, who I have known for quite a number of years now. And at first we were together uh, with the Wellness Leadership Academy working on um, building a heart centered business and um what I found out uh, about Marcus was that he was actually a healer trainer before, and did this thing called dimensional therapy. It sounded really fascinating. And then you know I went to Fiji, learned how to masterly manifest, and at that point we delved in a little bit to this dimensional therapy. And he taught us about there's 13 chakras, not seven, and you know there's you know uh, the lunar calendar's 13 months, not 12, and people are not really um, resonating at the right Right, frequency for each of the chakras, and it was like, whoa, this is brand new to me. I never heard of that before. So, boy, was I super happy when Marcus decided to start teaching dimensional therapy again, and now it's called the Activator Healer Coach Program. So, I am in the level two um, uh, in in that particular program. And during this program, I learned something that I had kind of figured out talking to Source about, and it was so amazing to hear Marcus talking about it as well. And I thought, aha, I am validated. <laughs> so um, Marcus is a longtime uh, business coach, but also has this amazing connection to the dimensional realms, the extraterrestrial realms, if you will. And one of the things he taught us is that sometimes people don't have Uh, problems or even physical illness because they have what he calls tags. Now, I call them etheric implants or uh, sometimes dimensional implants and um, he has agreed to come on today to talk to us about this kind of weird subject of implants, etheric implants and tags and what they are, what he's found out about them from his highly evolved um, uh, off world friends and then, you know, how does dimensional therapy or activated healer coach therapy actually really help to shift people from a place of having these things uh, to a place where they are more stabilized and happier. So without further ado, welcome, Marcus.
1: Yeah, Karen, thank you so much for being here, and uh, yeah, it's wonderful. so great to be here with you.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it. Well, it's always a treat for us when you are here on the show. So thank you so much for spending your time with us and sharing your immense and very unique knowledge.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs> all this yeah. esoteric
0: stuff. Um, oh my
1: God, it's been a journey.
0: <laughs> yes, and I think I think between you and I, we talk about rabbit holes like all day long. I think.
1: <laughs> yes. We better be careful. You better strap in. We could go anywhere in this conversation. <laughs> That's
0: great, right, folks. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: it's exciting. It's exciting. It's been such a joy and a pleasure to have spent so much time with you and, you know, to, uh, to not only be continuing the journey in this space with you but also to really call you a friend and, um, mm, yeah, just love likewise. you heaps. And uh, it's so fantastic to, um, to be sharing this information with um, your audience.
0: Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Now, Marcus, there are uh, quite a few new people to our tribe and maybe they yeah. don't know you like I know you. So maybe you can share a little bit of your background. How does somebody who from corporate, you know, <laughs> get to be a very, very sensitive soul and healer talking to highly evolved beings from off world?
1: How, yeah, how unusual and weird and strange. And- Certainly been that journey for me and and not something I consciously requested. Um, And uh, as you said, you know, I was a corporate Jedi um, following the corporate path, thinking that I was going to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and, uh, you know, in 30, 40, 50 years' time, retire (laughs) and and just live that very beautiful, you know, life. (laughs) But that really wasn't to be the case. And I think if I look back through my life, my childhood especially, I had a number of weird things happen to me that, I don't know, you just tend to forget. You know, you get you, you become an adult, whatever that means. You know, you turn 18, 19, you, you leave school, you go out in the world and do your thing and you tend to comply and fit in with the rhetoric that's, you know, given to you. Um, that you fit in you get a you know a good job you climb the ladder you make money you save money and you know you retire and um, but if I look back to my life yeah, lots of weird things happened and I was always a pretty sensitive kid and I was always the child or the the person who would run seances and muck around with a okay. and you know and and I probably didn't think much of it at the time I just sort of did it um, I did have a couple of off-world experiences when I was younger um, but again, when I went back in the court, when I went out to the corporate world, I sort of put that all behind me, you know, as, as just sort of child play and maybe I was dreaming and maybe it wasn't real and some of those things and so... Um, but you know i got into the corporate world because i think that's what my parents expected of me the world expected of me the friends yeah. from school and you know because i had all of that lined up the right you know <laughs> i was lived in the right suburb the right <laughs> the right side of the river as we say here in melbourne i you know had the right wife and the right friends and <laughs> <laughs> i had all the right things you know based on expectations that we all sort of live under from time to time and um And it wasn't until I, you know, I was sitting at my desk one day thinking to myself, wow, look how amazing I am. I'm climbing the corporate ladder. I'm a senior manager. I'm traveling all over the place. I'm on airplanes all the time. And I've got a beautiful corner office overlooking the city. Mm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I've got the beautiful European car in the garage. And I've got a beautiful house and blah, 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 all these things. And I remember sitting back on my desk and and I think my ego got to its pinnacle point at that stage. And then something watched over me and I put my hand on my heart and I said, there's got to be more than this. Surely there is more than this. And from that moment, things changed. Uh, two weeks after that, I gave myself chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, um, I then spent two years trying to uh, heal myself. And it was in those sort of that, that couple of years before I could sort of get back out in the world because I was really trapped at home for... For a really good two years of trying to, well, actually recovering, healing myself from chronic fatigue syndrome, um, and I got a lot of help along the journey, which was kind of, yeah, kind of amazing. And um, uh, when I was sick, uh, and the doctors gave up on me, and you know, Western medicine had decided that there was nothing wrong with me, and I was just being lazy, and oh boy, <laughs> yet, yet I was getting thicker and thicker. Um, uh, you know, the only thing I could do was really meditate. So I just spent hours and hours every day meditating, meditating. And for a long time, or for a, or for a little while I should say, the meditations were pretty normal, standard meditations anyone has. And then all of a sudden the meditation turned into me in a pyramid. That then turned into me, well, me receiving not just information but having beings enter my pyramid and start talking to me and um one of the first things they said was that uh we're we're going to you know we we're, we're going to start communicating with you and we've got some information you have to take to the world or we want you to take to the world and uh after you know a bit of arguing and
0: <laughs> they, they
1: they weren't going anywhere you know <laughs> um and at the time I was sick so I thought oh maybe I'm just going a bit insane you know maybe this is just part of the illness uh, um <laughs> uh, but, but eventually I realised that this was real and there was lots of serendipitous moments, there was lots of actual materialisation of things pretty much in front of me. Wow. And I went, okay, there's, there's something actually going on here and um, yeah, through some other serendipitous moments of talking to various people and uh, I was speaking to one of my teachers I by this stage I was well enough to start studying kinesiology here in Australia and One of the owners of the college, um, I showed her some of the information and the minute she saw a book, a cover of a book that they'd asked me and and had a picture on it, they asked me to draw. The minute she saw that, she started crying. And I had a conversation with her and she said five years earlier, she had been doing some channeling and they said to her in five years' time, a gentleman's going to appear with this image on the cover of a book, on the cover of the thing, and he needs your help to get the information out. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that was, that was, that was amazing. That, oh, okay, that, that was the moment I really took it seriously because I went, mm. wow. I mean, that coincidence, that serendipitous, you know, that, that moment, how do you manufacture that? Like, how do you make that up? Yeah, how is
0: that a coincidence?
1: Seriously, guys, right? <laughs> like, exactly. How, how does that happen? And there were lots of these sort of things where, where it just bypassed my brain, my, what my, we might consider rational brain, to go, it can't not be real. Like Mm. there's just too many coincidences, serendipitous things, things materializing that there is definitely something going on here. So yeah, so to sort of cut a very long story short, I started teaching dimensional therapy which is what it became. Um, I then realized it was a bit too early for it on the planet uh, and really too early for me Um, and that was 25 odd years ago. And so I spent a, a time sort of you know, going into myself and learning more and receiving more and then spending time, you know, back in a more sort of standard world, and, and then two you know, a year and a bit ago, as you know, Karen, they came back again and said, "Right now's the time." Like it's now. <laughs> wow! And they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me do anything other than do it. So, you know, I shut down that whole wellness leadership thing. I had a multi-million-dollar wellness business, and I shut it down just to do this. Amazing. Um, and that was a big moment. But here we are, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's been fantastic ever since. It's just yeah, it's just brilliant.
0: Well, that was really kind of like, not shocking exactly, the word, but just like, a, whoa, whoa, wait a second, Marcus, yeah. you've got hundreds of students like all over the yeah. world, and we're traveling four times a year, and <laughs> seeing oh, you, and it's growing and growing, and, growing. and now you're like, yeah. you're going to teach 15 people, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well oh, that's no, going right? to be really important. <laughs>
1: that, well, that's right. I mean, that's how it started. It's like... And, and I think, you know, I think, Karen, to be truthful, you know, part of me started thinking, you know, they came to me. They they gave me this information, you know, and and how would I feel if they gave up on me and gave it to someone else and I saw it out there in the world? How would I feel? And how would I feel on my deathbed if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't risked it all, if I hadn't stepped into this space? Could I, how would I feel? And I really... Apart from them coming back saying, Marcus, it's now, come on, do this, do this, and I just followed, part of me for many years was going, I just have to do this, I should do this, you know, I want to do this, I mean, all of these things kept coming up, mm-hmm. and then when they tapped me on the shoulder again, you know, Amid, who is the one, one of the main ones I channel, you know, she said, this is what's going to happen, here's the amount of the first group, here's the number of the second group, here's the number... And just told me exactly what was going to play out, and I just went, "All right, I'm going to trust you." And that's exactly what's played out. Exactly what's played out. And now we're building that, you know, and that's that's kind of exciting.
0: That is exciting, and and, and I I really have huge respect for you uh, because the ego, you know, for most people, they they build a multi-million-dollar business, and they're like, "I'm not giving that up," you know, like no. I, whatever, you know, <laughs> leave me yeah. alone. Uh, but you really literally gave that all that up so you could do your life's calling when it was time.
1: Correct. 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 And, and I think with the experience we've been through, you know, over the last little while, um, I think that anchored it in as well. It's like, you know, the planet needs this. People need this. And I have to be part of the solution, part of the freeing, part of the (laughs) conscious evolution of the planet and not add to the old egoic, you know, (laughs) old consciousness. So um yeah, so all of I think it was just a perfect not storm, the perfect, you know, bluebird day that arrived. You know, we had the issue we were dealing with. I had the thought in my head, Oh my God, you know, they gave me this, I really need to honour it and then they came back again with a vengeance and said, Right, it's definitely time and so all of that came together and I took a deep breath and went, Okay, here we go.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, and that's amazing because these days it's like flexing with whatever, like you like to say a lot of times in our classes is, yeah. you know, follow the energy, and and that may totally. mean changing, you know, changing your CEO title five times. Like, oh. what am I the CEO of now, right? Totally,
1: uh, totally shifting, and uh, and some yeah.
0: people will just be so destabilized. By the change, but you're just kind of going with it, which is amazing and inspiring for the rest
1: of us. Yeah, look, I think if you can let go of what other people think, what other Mm. people's opinions are, that helps, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, when I was telling people this, they were all like, you're crazy. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, that makes no sense. Like, you know, you should keep that and do this as well, or do that, or, you know, or just play with this. Make it a play thing, you know? Right. Um, and it's like, no, that's, it can't be a plaything. It's too needed right now. And, you know, we have to step into our potential. And, and I, you know, I would say that a lot to people over the years, you know, do your, you know, do your calling and step into your potential. And, and so I realized that, wow, I better, you know, practice some of the things I've been preaching <laughs> <laughs> and continue to be the example and, and, you know, lead the way to some degree without being a leader per se. But, mm. but, at least yeah,
0: like lead by example. Step
1: into it. Yeah, that's right. Just be mm-hmm. be an example for it and and see what the results are and then share that. So and the results have been fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, that's great. Well we're very grateful uh for you stepping in to that Thank mission. You. And um yeah. I, I personally great very grateful too because I you know, I was getting so many different uh well, well, information, let's just say, when when there would yeah. be somebody in front of me and there was a problem, and then I would ask source, yeah. okay, what's going on with this person, right? And I didn't really have, yeah. at that point years ago, I didn't really have some sort of matrix of information to pull from, so I literally would just yeah. have to have it dropped into my consciousness. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. some of the words were, it didn't make any sense to me, Marcus, like dimensional fashion. <laughs> like, well...
1: Well, fascia, yeah. I
0: know because I'm a medical doctor, right? So that's how I'm interpreting this thing that I see in my head. It looks like fascia. It looks like a net, yeah. you know, which yeah. you call strings and membrane, right? <laughs> and yeah, and that's I'm, right. you know, all these different anatomy pieces, and I'm like, this is not the anatomy I learned in school. I don't know what <laughs> this is, but you know, okay. God says <laughs> yeah. it's dimensional anatomy. We're just going to go with it. I don't know what else to call it. We're just going to call it dimensional anatomy, <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, that's a good um, way to call it.
0: Yeah, and that's so cool. So a lot of your um, material actually coincides with and connects with mine, and one of those things is totally. this idea of etheric implants or dimensional tags and uh, implants. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have lots of funny stories about, uh, you know, different but, implants in, in people. Now, sometimes there really are yeah. physical implants that are from maybe different, you know, let's just say off-world beings in someone. Totally. I, um, totally. I had a patient one time that came through the, uh, the, when those new fancy uh, x-ray detectors, you know, the whole body oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, that yeah. first came aboard, uh, we had done some acupuncture for his shoulder pain, and he was better afterwards and did not have any pain at all. And then he was visiting his mom, came back, and they, uh, at that point it was optional, but he, they kind of asked, would you please you know, go here and step into this x-ray yeah. machine? So said, he did, He came out of it, and it yeah. started hurting again. And they said, sir, sir, we have to scan you, right? And they kept right. scanning his shoulder where it was painful. Mm. And they kept looking at the monitor, looking at his shoulder, and he literally like, almost took his clothes off. Said, There's nothing there, you know. So they yeah, let yeah. him go, and he was still in so much pain coming to the office. So, of mm. course, I was going to do acupuncture, but I was going to also do some of what I do first.
1: Yeah. And I found yeah. that
0: it was an implant.
1: Yeah, and a yeah, an totally.
0: so-called alien implant. And as I'm yeah. talking about it, it starts moving.
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, and yep, he's like,
0: uh, it's going to the other shoulder now. This is very weird. And I'm like, oh, it knows I'm talking about it. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, it does. yeah. And so we actually did get rid of it, and this pain was gone. And, yeah, it didn't come back. Yeah, but well done. Um, yeah, so tell us about your, what, what, what kind of downloads you got about you know, implants, tags. Like, what are yeah. they for people that don't know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, to some degree, they almost are sort of alive, as you experience. So, mm. so can sometimes move. But I think, you know, I think we have to firstly take a sort of almost dimensional view of our existence, in that. Um, you know, this is probably not the first incarnation of us as beings, right? Um, we've probably incarnated either through, you know, earthly incarnations of past lives and those things, but potentially incarnated through all sorts of dimensions and pe- possibly being all sorts of beings, not just humankind, but maybe other kinds of beings It, it is possible and i think there there has been and there is a lot of focus on these types of solar systems that we are currently existing in because the universe you know is 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 an evolutionary being a live being and it's constantly expanding and growing in consciousness awareness and there are ranges of solar systems and planets throughout the universe have various consciousness levels and um this stage we're at here on our planet, the shift that we're going through right now from one level of consciousness to the other or one dimension to the other is a bit of a critical piece right now because we're coming out of a fairly low level of consciousness and and sort of (laughs) stepping into a higher level of awareness and um, starting to sort of, you know, rejoin a sort of universal family of light, if you will, just because of our consciousness. And I think there... These sort of systems that we exist in now, this dimension where there is the ego playing out and the spirit playing out, you know, it's very easy to um, influence the beings, the consciousness on the planet to either direct it one way or another, you know, and I don't want to mention sort of light, dark or any of that sort of stuff or play into the the ego around that, but... Mm -hmm but it's it's quite easily influenced and so therefore there there is there is both um uh there's both investment in stopping the expansion the growth and promoting the growth and um and sometimes the tagging as we're talking about or the implants as you mentioned so sometimes these are created to interfere with that expansion that consciousness growth and i think I think there's two, a couple of reasons for that. One is either a macro reason, which is to hinder the overall consciousness expansion. Um, at a micro level, it's hindering the conscious expansion of the being that has or the human that has that implant or tag in. Um, and uh, and at a micro level... Uh, <laughs> It could be, uh, or it can be, more of a vindictive type tag in that, in a past existence, um, there was a wrongdoing of such, and it almost becomes like a karmic tag to some degree. So, so we can look at it at a multi sort of dimensions, either a macro, a midpoint, micro, and you know, and a really micro, depending on what's played out. For that being's existence and that being's life, so so that's sort of the bigger picture of it. At a at a sort of face value or at a you know uh, at a um, yeah. sort of now reality, you know tags interfere with growth. Um, you know, physical, mental, emotional, and dimensional growth. It, it interferes with ability to sort of step into your full potential, if you will. Um, and can activate emotions and especially if you're sensitive you know it, it really can affect people quite dramatically um, and uh, yeah that they need to be attended to if you're going to continue on your journey in a more stable smooth comfortable you know way
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty intense. I, I love how you, you know, went to the macrocosm, I call it the macrocosmic to the microcosmic yeah. and how it can affect yeah. an individual in a particular yeah. timeline, but that because we're multidimensional, this so-called tag implant, whatever could have happened in another reality that is still totally. so-called following us uh, here. Right. Um, and, uh, may- maybe in the big picture we're just, you know, all playing out this interesting game of of so called totally. sabotage and polarity, and just so we can experience yeah. and evolve the one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Mm. You know, the fun part about tags is more often than not, in my experience, they have been placed in the being before the being got here. So, so one of the one of the journeys that I followed, and and some of the information I've given, is that. If you imagine something happened in some dimension uh, a time ago, right? Let's, let's stay with the linear for a minute. Um, and maybe five lifetimes, ten lifetimes ago, whatever life you were in, you know, something happened as in you uh, uh, interfered with or caused some pain to some dimensional being, right? There was a dimensional rift or a, a, an argument you had, let's call it. <laughs> um, and one of the things that that dimensional being can then do is tag you so that they can follow you through time and dimension. So so often the tag itself doesn't cause too many problems, apart from some pain and ongoing sort of niggly stuff. The, the main focus, I think, of these tags is to be able to identify you in space and time and then to be able to influence you by causing or influencing things to happen around and throughout your life. Um, And it's it's possibly another sort of, well, I won't say it's karmic, but it's sort of dimensionally karmic in some ways. Um, And so the tag itself may or may not cause uh, pain or an issue. But the tag is almost like a GPS device that's attached to you that whoever put it there can find you regardless of where you are in space and time. And so as we have GPSs in cars and we can track a car, if you put a GPS in, you know, maybe you own a fleet of vehicles, you can put GPS in there to track the vehicles to know where they are just in case they get stolen or someone breaks down or whatever. This is a little bit like that.
0: Mm. is some of
1: these tags are like GPS devices to to be able to continue to influence you. So so if you imagine if you did wrong by somebody and they had a grudge on you and they just wanted to, you know, have you feel the same pain they did or have a not-so-great life, um, then they continue to influence you. And, you know, on an earth level, that can sometimes happen with partners and, you know, if you have a really messy divorce or something, you know, People stay angry and frustrated and try to take it out on the other person for maybe years. Um, this is sort of like that, in that there may have been an event that caused the problem. Right. They tagged you to continue to influence you. So, so most tags I experienced have come, have been in within people before they got here. Uh, of recent, we are seeing more tags that are put in here and now. Um, but for a long time, the majority of tags were done way before people got here. Since the experience we've had and over the last maybe, you know, five or so years, more and more are being set now than what they were before.
0: Oh, that's interesting. More set now Mm
1: -hmm. than before. So
0: this isn't necessarily set into someone who's doing something bad by the other person who's setting the tag.
1: No? No, no. This this is now the more the more the macro version of influencing the collective consciousness, not so much the individual consciousness. Often the tags that have been with someone for lifetimes uh, can be quite personal um, depending on their journey, whereas the tags that are being implanted at the moment are more macro collective consciousness interfering tags. That's what we're finding. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Um yeah. you know when when I first uh when I first was doing so-called implant removal, um mm. I was not expanding my consciousness to uh respect that there could be uh, other dimensional tags in here. So I was just focused on the yeah. person here on front of me on the table. <laughs> like totally. what, going on in this timeline and that kind of thing. So once, mm. uh, you know, you expanded my awareness that, hey, you know, you can have this through multiple dimensions, space and time. Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, totally. oh, okay, that was the missing piece. Uh, yeah. I just need to, you know, acknowledge that that can be there and therefore uh, finding these things were much uh, easier. Um, totally. Yeah. So how, how totally. does one even suspect... That one might have a tag. Is there some yeah. Sort of pattern?
1: Yeah. Well, I think there are some sort of obvious things, and then there's some things, you know, maybe not as obvious. Um, but some of the the signs, you know, that where you might go start to suspect maybe there's a tag. Um, one of the most obvious ones is a regular pain or irritation that you've had sometimes for the whole of your life. You know where. I don't know you just get this weird little headache somewhere in a in a in a specific part of the brain, but it's not a migraine it's not a big headache it's just like this niggly pain that's there from time to time um you may have had it checked out you know you might have had mRIs or whatever to see if you know if there's something there and nothing really shows up um that's probably one of the first signs: is a regular pain or irritation in a very particular part of the body. Often, the brain, neck, mm. um, shoulders. Um, they'll often attach it to a bony part of the body. Not always, but often it's attached to either the skull within the skull, or or a you know shoulder blade or shoulder, or a, 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 you know often yeah a, a a big bone in the body somewhere. Um, not always. Um, the other things that you'll see is, you know, constant difficulty stepping into your, your true self. You know, like you're just about to step into, you know, your purpose, and it, almost something else sabotages it. You know, and it's almost beyond you sabotaging. It's like unusual. It's like, oh my God, every time I step into it, something happens that diverts me or stops me. Um, same with, you know, success eluding you, no matter what you do. Um, sometimes it'll get you to feel like you're not yourself. So you just have this weird feeling of I'm just not feeling really me. Um, and again, it can come in waves, right? So often, if it's a tag that's been here for a long time, you'll get waves of this. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't necessarily, it's not there all the time. It's just trans, a little transient. Sometimes attracting, you know, certain people into your lives consistently. Um, Often, uh, often you'll attract abusive or strong overbearing partners, friends or colleagues will happen um, uh, and other may potentially long-term issues that have not been solved by anything and maybe the medical fraternity sort of say, well, we don't know what's going on with you and we're not sure what to do or we can't tell, it, you know, we can't mm-hmm. find anything in particular. But they're classic signs and symptoms of TAGs.
0: Oh, like mi- mystery illness.
1: <laughs> mystery, yeah. But it's very often quite specific, right? So ah. it's not a general, oh, my, you know, my abdomen just feels a bit weird, you know, my whole st- of my stomach or intestines feel. It's more often more specific. You know, I've got a particular pain right here or an itch that, conti- you know, is mm. always itchy or, you know, um, rather than a generalized, you know, oh, I just feel... Yeah, okay. often, often it'll be quite specific. Not so that, always. That would but, make sense. Yeah.
0: With uh, my my former patient, I was telling you about yeah. that he had this very very specific pain in that left shoulder. Totally. totally.
1: <laughs> and uh, that,
0: yeah, not the right shoulder, the left shoulder. Well, until it knew that I was looking until at it, it and then it switched.
1: Yeah, that's but, right. Um,
0: yeah, that was so. I mean, that's a classic. So specific.
1: That's right a on classic. the right
0: on the bony area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. That 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 is a classic sign. That there's something because you know you've got to imagine that there's this thing in the etheric or actually in the physical that you know is sort of jutting out or sticking into something into the bone or um and that is going to cause irritation from time to time
0: right Um, right well and just curious like i know this is often in the etheric so we can't really necessarily see it uh in uh, not even on an x-ray um or you know with our naked eye so like how Big is—I don't even know—that's the right question. But how big can these things get?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, generally, generally they're fairly small. However, <laughs> so the, so the actual tag itself is often quite small. So they're not—they're often not very big. Um, you know, I think the biggest I—well, you know, they're they're probably less than ten centimeters often, and they're often a few centimeters. You know, and some can be bigger, but. More often the case, they're quite small. However, they can have, and I've seen more of this lately than ever before. They can have like these almost tentacles that then run down into other parts of the body. So, so often, not often. So what I've seen a lot lately, and and I did in the past as well, but more so now, is that someone might present with, you know, I've got this specific pain in the back of my head or in my neck. Um, but every now and then it radiates to my lower back or radiates off to my side or you know to one of my organs or it feels like it and so uh there there can be these oh the only way I can describe it is like octopus legs <laughs> that come out from them uh-huh. and it's almost like the ta- the tags the GPS implant these octopus legs are the effectors that then affect a the system within the body um or a part of the body and um yeah, for some unknown reason there's they seem to be more of those now than there ever mm. was before. The octopus ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And so then the removal is not just the tag, but you've got to remove these, you know, sort of octopus arms that mm-hmm. that are in the body as well to, to sort of completely remove it. So it's a little little more complex, a little trickier to remove now than it you know, than it used to be.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting, because again, I was sharing earlier that sometimes I will, you know, intuit some of these things, and it's like, I don't even know who to talk to, right? Because I'm like, you know, years ago, I'm like, okay, so I'm seeing this thing, I guess we're calling it an infinite, but it's... But it's not yeah. just an implant, and sometimes they were like nano implants, and I yeah, didn't know too yes. much about oh nanites or anything like that, so I would count, and it would yeah. be like 30,000, and it would freak me out because of yeah. the number, yeah. but then it was like, I saw in my mind these structures that looked like like, yeah. a, like a web that was forming, like yeah. the arms that That's came it. out, but they were hubs yep. as well, I called them yep. hubs, connectors, Correct. I don't know what it's called, yep. so, so they connect to these things, and they all kind of talk yep. to each other, and they kind Probably. of would spread out. So it wasn't just one yeah. little implant. Um, and so, no, you know, I devised my own methodology of, of, you know, releasing them. Uh, what I did want to mention, and I think you'll find this very interesting, Marcus, is that <laughs> occasionally as people were running the healing energy, if you will, um, yes. myself included, uh, and sometimes healing other things, just running the healing yes. energy that, yes. um, suddenly somebody would have a pain or swelling in mm. a joint, uh, yeah. for no reason. Yeah. They're like, I didn't trip, I didn't do anything, like what's going on? And it would swell and be inflamed. And so when I went in to ask what it was, it was an implant, and I was a little shocked. Um, But (laughs) then I I asked, is it working? And it said no. So what happened was because I think the love frequency, that's my theory, the love frequency yes. was running through whatever other healing we were doing together, and they were got their home plate, yes. everything like that, right? So it yes. was breaking the implants; <laughs> they weren't right. working, Perfect. and the Perfect. body was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is this foreign thing?" <laughs> and would freak yeah. out and start an inflammatory response to try to get rid of the residue.
1: Yeah, so totally. That, my that absolutely makes experience. sense. Yeah, no, and, I think uh, I think you're absolutely right.
0: And then we use the quantum to, uh, you, know, to li- you know, literally say, okay, okay, so there's, there's dead implant components here, uh, and the residue is causing inflammation, so why don't we just yeah. kind of, like, sneak that residue through the zero-point yeah. deal so we don't have exactly. to deal with it. And that does help, and that seemed to decrease the that. swelling, and, yep. you know, so the implant would break, It'll but then, then, yeah, then it wouldn't have such a big impact on, on people physically. So that's my own exactly. personal
1: experience about that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Without <laughs> a doubt, without a doubt, that consciousness, that level of frequency, without a doubt. So, and look, at the end of the day, you know, even though this is a bit more frequent now, or we're seeing a bit more of it. It's still, you know, it's not in everybody. <laughs> um, right. You know, right. so so if you're listening to this now, don't you know, just because you've got a little pain or something, don't necessarily jump to the conclusion that it could be that and. Um, and from a you know a mental egoic point of view you know it 's not something that you know you wanna necessarily have <laughs> it can be uncomfortable and you know it can cause all sorts of stuff so um yeah but but you know if if there's if it 's you know if you suspect or have some of these things happening then you know it 's always good to check out and um but it 's not you know it doesn 't happen to everybody.
0: Yeah, more thanks, likely thanks,
1: to happen thanks. to sensitive souls, but yeah, don't, don't all start to panic and go, oh my God, oh my God. So, um, right. and often <laughs> when people, of often, frequency. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And often people, when they learn about this, and I know when I take them through this module in particular, which we oh, run, you know, all of a sudden everyone's got a tag and it's like, yeah, no, not so much. Um, we want to be part of
0: the team (laughs) i
1: know i know i want to be one of the (laughs) chosen ones the special ones it's like no you don't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly no you don't well if people were you know not freaking out um so how would people find out if they have a tag uh at all like what what's the process like well I think
1: I think if you suspect it then it's you know then then it's best to have a session with you know someone who you know like yourself or one of the activators or you know to get sort of tested and Mm -hmm. generally what we would do is you know we do an initial session just to tap in and check in and see what's actually there and what's going on and there's a whole protocol that we run for this as as you do Um, and you know some of your crew could you know can obviously do this as well and once we have identified that, then it is a process to remove this in the most safest, beneficial way possible. Because I often find that you know tags, like you've sort of said today, you know, are a little bit sneaky, As then they don't like being removed.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: If they sense that you're trying to do that, they can then adjust, move, shift, you know, do sneaky things because they don't want to be removed. But so they're the best way to do this is through a you know, a process of, you know, minimum sort of four or five sessions where you prepare the body, prepare the system to remove it. We then remove it, we then hide the the body from uh, from themselves almost so so it's almost like we change the person's frequency to put an invisibility cloak on them to use a Harry Potter term.
0: Yep, um, where term. we sort of
1: hide the, hide them in the universe so that, that the beings or whatever that attach the tag can't reattach the tag. So remember the tag is a little bit like a GPS. So if you take a GPS out of a car and then you know hide the car in a garage, and as long as you've got rid of the GPS, no one can find that car, if they know you're removing the GPS, then it's easy to then put the GPS back in and then get caught. Mm. So there is a process of altering someone's frequency now it's not the most comfortable experience to have a tag removed <laughs> in this way because you will spend a number of days out of your own frequency so you're going to people have all sorts of experiences but the common one is just really not feeling themselves feeling way out of it feeling weird and strange and um <laughs> And and just, yeah, it's just a weird feeling. But then then obviously, you know, we come back in again in the next session, check that the tag has been removed. Often we have to remove a bit of residue that may still mm-hmm. be there, um, but eventually then bring you back into your frequency and then people feel way better than they've ever felt. So, um, mm-hmm. so it is a bit of a process. Um, and if it's done in the right way, then it, it's permanent. Um, sometimes it takes a couple of goes at it because... Either the person hasn't hid themselves. So, for example, if, if we change someone's frequency, put them in the invisibility cloak, mm. and they feel so uncomfortable that they decide then to meditate and do yoga and try and find themselves again, then that, sort of, that will allow the tag to be placed back in again because they're trying to resonate at their own frequency. And, yeah, then we have to do Bye. it again. And we have, Sometimes we have to do it a couple of times to get it, you know, to get it to stick.
0: Yeah, so don't Sometimes. try to do your normal stuff. So in my case, I'd no. probably have to listen to heavy metal music.
1: Something like um, that, yeah. <laughs> I have
0: to think yep. about some things that I don't normally <laughs> I know. do. You, know, Pretty but you much. know, a whole bunch of fried Pretty food. And yeah, there
1: you go. I don't know. That'll do it. <laughs> You sort of have to do that or resist trying to bring it... Because the natural state for all of us is we want to be stable. So so we are always searching for ways to become more stable. This is why people are led to meditation, led to doing yoga and Tai Chi and all of those things Mm. because those are all stabilizing activities that help us to be more of who we are, stabilizing the, the truth of who we are. And so to then be out of that is weird and the natural impetus is to try and get back into stabilization that so so yes so and and if people have never had this done before then it does feel really weird so you so it's very easy to trip up up and desperately try to get stable again because you feel horrible to some degree Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not permanent and it only lasts for a few days and and then you know you're back to better than normal so It's a little bit of uncomfortableness to get the, you know, to get it removed. But it is a process.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. There's um, some of these... um I used to, not necessarily the tags, but other things called, you know, I call them etheric weapons or um, yeah. energy weapons, things like that, is sometimes we would remove these things um, and
1: yeah. they would
0: come back. And then I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Why are they back? You know, And then we found that there was like a booby trap, like some sort of booby uh-huh. trap where as if you remove it and you don't remove the booby trap, the booby trap will signal yes. something yes. back. And then anyway, so yes. so that was interesting. Uh, finding that out and what you talked about is removing the residue that's what we you know that was helpful for the person not to swell and have pain yeah
1: totally that's exactly right
0: yeah so it's neat how your work and my work has really paralleled in
1: many respects very parallel yeah it's beautiful it it works beautifully in sync and yeah it really promotes each other you know and helps each other and so I love I love that part of it and it just me, you know. It just confirms that we're both linked into, you know, that same source or that same truth, and and that's kind of nice.
0: It is, it is, because sometimes it gets pretty weird. So, and I was like, ah, yeah. to talk to you about this, right? Because nobody else exactly. is talking about it. And then when you talk, right. I was like, yes, yeah. yes, I'm not crazy.
1: <laughs> exactly. Or we can be crazy together. Either way. <laughs> we can
0: be crazy together, right? Well, I mean, it's not yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. At no, it's all, great. It just, it's I mean,
1: not. It's definitely not you know and and you're right there's not many people talking about it or having the knowledge or wisdom or access to it that you know that we have and you know these things are becoming more and more common um, mm. these types of dimensional illnesses and dimensional issues and you know you would know that as a medical having been a medical doctor or you know um and and just you know I think ever since you know when chronic fatigue came along that was a classic dimensional illness that Originally mm. doctors threw their hands up in the air and went, oh, it's all made up in your head, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's so many of that sort of stuff happening these days that, you know, never used to happen before. Um, and some of it, you know, yeah, well, it's just, yeah, more and more of that sort of happened as we come into, you know, merging with other dimensions and, you know, we're in the middle of a shift and, you know, we're in disharmonic frequencies, so of course more things are potentially going to appear and unfortunately western medicine and you know even some you know uh natural medicines aren't aware of this sort of level of um right. uh, yeah so so it needs to we need to share it with the world
0: yeah that that is really neat now yeah. when you were talking about the you know chronic fatigue and stuff like that i'm just curious yeah. and and of course we're not Putting this in the wording of you know anything we have on the internet, so we're hiding it in this no. interview. Um, uh, but what, what about this chronic fatigue, long haul COVID syndrome, yeah. blah blah blah? Like, is that dimensional or not really?
1: Yeah, totally. totally. No, it is dimensional. It dimensional
0: um, disease or illness.
1: Yeah, it's totally just because of the way it, it, it's playing itself out. And one of the things I've noticed with it is um, it's just a sort of how fast the mutation happens, and b how how it alters and affects you from time to you know from um, infection to infection. Um, and and from a purely scientific point of view, it's mutated faster than most other viruses have ever mutated. Well, part it's of it
0: really I think
1: natural virus so well, that's exactly right you know part of it is artificially created as we know and and not necessarily artificially created just here on the planet by smart scientists right mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a very big mm-hmm. off world interaction with this that assisted in that process that allowed it to be you know to mutate itself as as incredibly quickly and have Really deep effects. So, so for example, if you were trying to stop, uh, you know, a, con- a planet from consciously evolving, this is a pretty good way of doing it. You know, it's a pretty sneaky, really good way of doing exactly that, um, because it is affecting people dimensionally, which is stopping them from really being able to access to their full potential and step into the, you know, their deeper purpose and sort of run with that it is really interfering with that. It's causing long-term issues that, that stop you from a long-term from really stepping into your potential. So, mm. so in some respects, it's a clever way of doing it.
0: Mm. Well, you know, <laughs> um, it's interesting. My conversations with Source, for what it's worth, was, was that the, um, the, yeah. um, the seriousness, if you will, of, of this, I'll put virus in quotes, um, was less than the flu when it first came out. Yeah, totally. Um totally. so there'd be more people dying of the flu of, of this particular thing. So I thought that was yeah, interesting yeah. that we did all this what we did, lockdowns, masking and oh, all was, that kind it was of stuff. Crazy. Even though it wasn't as, as hardy as the flu, and yet no. No. um most vi- so called viruses actually get less virulent That's and correct.
1: less you know,
0: uh, hardy as they mutate.
1: Yeah. Correct. So I think theoretically yeah. I mean Normally, normally they would. (laughs) Not necessarily in this case, you know. And and then I think we've had the we've had the whole V interaction with it without mentioning anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I think that one, that one. And I think there's been, from my you know information, there's sort of been a symbiotic reaction to the two together that they're not actually separate Mm -hmm. from themselves. So, so okay. in normal terms, the vaccination is a totally separate thing that counteracts the issue at hand, right? That, that activates supposedly, the immune yeah, system the to fight it. Yeah, supposedly, right? Yeah, that's the theory. But in this case, I think it's a counter theory, as in the V is actually assisting <laughs> the, um, the virus to activate itself. And to yeah, mutate to itself the and to expand itself, right? That, that's yeah, what's what happening. We're so, that's right. So what it tells me is that the creators of this definitely had other influences and other assistants and that the creators of it and the creators of the V are the same and influenced by the same being. Even if it's different companies and different people on the planet, they are being influenced by the same uh, information Technology. or beings or whatever. Technology, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, that and that does so make sense because uh, when I've themselves. tested yeah. Right, when I've tested people um after the Jibby Jabby um, yeah. the, the immune system just drops twenty points. And I was like, whoa, 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 Probably. what's going on here? <laughs> so I'm just going yeah. with, okay, maybe, maybe people are going to say, criticize me for being biased or whatever. That's that's fine. But um, yeah. you know, I I was doing my best to be like curious just be in a place of curiosity, harder, um, and uh, I was just documenting, wow, why, why, why is this immune system dropping so much, right, like, I yeah. see a, um, an, an, a client online, and we'd be working together, you know, on a regular basis, and I'd do their immune yeah. system checkup, or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, we'd go from 95 to, like, 70 or 65 or something, and I'm like, wow. okay, what's going on, okay, because yeah. your immune system has <laughs> dropped this many points, what have you done yeah. lately? Okay, that that's, and then, yeah. you know, they would answer, well, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm really taking care of myself, and, you know, I got the jibby-jabby, yeah. thinking that I'd be happy about yeah. that, right? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. Right. I see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Like It's uh to... Yeah. Fully influencing hmm. that. And if you can then influence the physical form over a long period of time, you influence the consciousness, right? And okay. because then the consciousness gets caught in worrying about and trying to deal with the, you know, the, the issues at hand rather than doing what it should be doing, which is expansion and connecting in and, you know, growing. Oh, um, it hinders my. growth. Therefore, you
0: have to deal with can... your heart attack or totally. stroke or whatever exactly. you're dealing with. So you have no bandwidth to go, high. I'm going to be right. really, you know, into my higher consciousness right now. You're just trying to survive.
1: That's exactly right. You're just trying to survive. And, and that's the best way to stop consciousness expanding is to put beings into survival, mm, right? Okay. And, and so we, have, we already have a lot of beings on the planet who are stuck in that, right, because they live in countries where, you know, they're desperately trying to survive. And so yeah. the, the thing that was stopping the stopping of consciousness was the Western world who were you know, really getting into spirituality and sensitivity and all that sort of stuff. And so it's almost like something had to come about to hinder that. Because if you think about it, if you look at it, it's affected the Western world more than any other That's parts right. of the world, it seems, yeah, the right? so it's kind of
0: societies.
1: That's right. Exactly. You don't hear a lot about it in Africa and places like that, and I'm sure it's there, but... You know, and even a lot of those countries pushed away the jibby jab, right, and have shut that down and have gone, we're not having it, and, you know, I think India was one of them, and there's a number of countries that have played that out, and, um, and it's just fascinating to see how much this is affecting more of a Western sort of world rather than, mm-hmm. um, you know, or an educated, I don't an know, what do you call it, you know, the lucky? Too. Totally, totally, yeah. it's absolutely, yeah. and I think that was... That's the last bastion of closing consciousness down
0: um, okay. because
1: those be- those beings were having more freedom to be able to explore consciousness and then expand oh, right. and grow and realize the truth. And so we shut them down and then we've mm-hmm. got control of everything. I think that's sort of what's been playing out to some degree.
0: Okay. And, and just so people don't leave depressed... Uh, <laughs> Marcus, as we wrap this yes,
1: up, yes, let's, uh, let's do that. Yeah.
0: So, what's the big picture in, in this? It sounds very depressing, uh, but I, I know Does. you, and you know me. Neither of us are depressed, and in fact, we're very, very hopeful. So, no. uh, what are no, what are we no. here to, Look, think, you know, to I, be happy? About I think at the
1: about? yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think this is ironically sending us to where we need to be anyway. But I think it's either the long road round or the short road round, right? Because, mm-hmm. because for it to block and to shut things down, it has to capture nearly everybody to shut it down. Whereas to open it up and keep evolution going, we only need a small percentage that then are overpowered. It's a bit like the light and dark, right? If you go into a dark mm-hmm. room, you only need a small light to light up the whole room. But to mm-hmm. darken a room, you need total darkness. Like you need everything shut to darken a room. And oh, so, yeah. if, so the good news is if they're trying to darken the room, then they need everything to be dark. They can't have one or two bits of light because it lights up the room. Whereas for us to light up the room, we don't need you know, every bit to be light. We just need a percentage to be light enough that then breaks the darkness down and it starts to get destroyed. So what's actually happening right now is exactly that, is mm. that the awakening is fully happening. So ironically in the trying to control and shut things down they've actually woken up more people. <laughs> yeah. So I think <laughs> I you know if we that. take a macro <laughs> macro you know like a massive view on this we go this was one way to actually expedite the awakening of consciousness and the acceleration of consciousness.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: that a few beings grabbed hold of it and u- are using the dark to do that, but I think at the end of the day, it is all heading in the right direction. The mass awakenings happened. Um, there's more and more of us becoming aware of this type of reality, the dimensional reality. So therefore, consciousness is expanding rapidly. And you know, I I think there's no winning or losing, but I think that's definitely accelerated. You know, especially over the last 12 months, um, and the other is losing, and will lose because the darkness. You know, as soon as there's a little bit of light, the darkness can't exist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I love it that. It won't exist. I, I love right? that. And and for those uh, of us who that yeah. that can become aware of what's going on, even though it's super uncomfortable, and we live yeah. in a world where we thought <laughs> everything was. We- and you know, yeah, governments yeah, yeah. Were there to support us and all this stuff, and yep. then have it all crumbling down. If we can see that reality, but also still hold that love and understanding totally. and appreciation of the Great totally. Awakening, these are the folks. Yeah. Maybe seemingly few in number, but growing every day. Um, that are really going to hold the, the 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 blueprint for that heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Without a doubt. Uh, That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> we just have to hold that space. You know, yeah. hold that space and not be destabilized by stuff we might be seeing out there. Just hold the line, you know, and just send beautiful love and blessings to all those mm. beings that are caught in the dark or are doing yep. silly things or, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. You know, are I, I caught in the ego yeah. or caught in the darkness because it's very attractive, you know, and, and um, we just send them beautiful love and blessings and and hold the line, you know, and, and just hold that stable line is the key. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. And it'll beautiful. be fine. So it is fine. It's happening. It's it, already it happened, is, so it's it, all good. It,
0: it is, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Marcus, uh, where can people find out yes. about uh, what you know where they can either... Um, you know, be part of the Dimensional Therapy Activator Healer Coach Program, um, how to connect with you on Facebook. Can you share with us uh, some of those resources? And I'll share the links.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you want to follow along and hear more about what we're doing and actually sort of you know, get get you know, just get involved with this and, and not feel alone or <laughs> weird or strange. You can join Heart of the Matrix on Facebook group. Um so Heart of the Matrix we're running live events every week and meditations and channelings and you know I'm often sharing, you know, little tips and bits and pieces throughout the week. Um if you want to find out more about sort of, Activator and, and that sort of stuff I've actually got a a um a live event coming up uh, in shortly. Um, so uh, we'll put the link up for Supercharge Your Healing Abilities, um, which is a three-hour event I run, um, just to you know share things, all the base stuff like the thirteen chakras and the uh, you know, Egyptian meridians and connection points and sacred geometry and quantum and all of those things. So that gives you a really beautiful overview of what it's really all about. And then you know, for those that are feeling called yeah, we can have a conversation, step into it and um, and learn some of this really beautiful, amazing information. And so, yeah, they're probably the two best ways to um, to do that. Um, but definitely join Heart of the Matrix because you'll hear about all the events that are coming up and we're really active in that group and it's a beautiful group of like-minded individuals all moving in the same direction, which is great.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's fantastic and you're so generous with your time and the the channeling and the meditations. I know I definitely feel... Um a, a lot, you know, whenever <laughs> actually yeah, when Marcus and I get together I start yawning already. I start going into healing mode. It's pretty funny. You know, I'm like in the middle of a train yeah. and I'm just yawning the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So so I have a pretty link uh that um I am going to forward to uh Marcus's. Um you know yes. the the supercharger healing abilities, so you guys can check that out it's uh, the, the pretty link is karencan dot com forward slash supercharge that's what I'm deciding to call it Not so karencan dot com forward slash supercharge yeah, yeah. so that'll go to um uh, marcus's event and site You can also find yeah. Marcus and yeah. find out more about the activator healer coach program at dimensional coach all one word dot com so dimensional coach com, And then yes, we hope can. that if you are on Facebook, that you will join us both at the
1: heart of the Absolutely. matrix. That would be great. Yes, that's love to have you there. It is so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Marcus, so much. Terrence, it's always an absolute joy. <laughs> yeah. I love, love speaking. We <laughs> could speak for hours and hours. <laughs> I
0: know. This is so fun. This so, is so fun. I appreciate and, uh, it. I appreciate Yay. sharing the, the wisdom and there's another way of looking yeah. at things and the good news, Really. Good Yay. About
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all good. So. All right. Thanks, Karen. All oh,
0: good. My pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now.